Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss hey guys this is erica ramirez senior editor at billboard and with me today i got some special guests bj the chicago kid what's going on and oh that's a very like nice <laughs> <laughs> i got kalani hi and my coworker Stephen horowitz hey so i just wanted to bring you guys it's cmj week and you guys have been performing I know you guys both performed last night, Wednesday mm-hmm. night. Mm-hmm. How were you guys' shows? Was this your first New York show? Coming? Yeah, this is my first show out of my state. Wow. So, so how was that? It was cool. It was really dope. Yeah? It was, it was SOBs? Yeah. How was, how was the crowd? It was awesome. Um, a lot of people came that I didn't expect to come, so it was just cool. I just came to support, so it was like, tight, you're here. That's awesome. It's great to see you. So it was cool. How about you? Where did you perform at last night or on Wednesday night? Um, it was on Bleecker Street. I don't remember the name of the venue, honestly. <laughs> honestly, y'all, I, I, I stay on the run, man. I'm, I'm moving so much. I, this is my third place today, and it ain't even 3 o'clock yet. You know what I'm Jeez. saying? Yeah, I stay on the grind. That was probably your, like your millionth show. Um, maybe millionth one, but I'm with it, though. This is a part of the grind. It's, I'm a politician right now. I'm winning everybody over. You know what I'm saying? Those that don't want to be won, you ain't just trying to get got. That's what it is. <laughs> well, I wanted to... Um, talk to you guys about kind of your your R&B influence because both of you guys have done your covers and you've sampled a couple people on this Cloud 19 mixtape mm. so I guess we could talk with you as far as like how that influence comes to be like how do you decide kind of what you got genuine sample on there you got like a Montel Jordan sample on there yeah how a Mary J. Blige too on the first track yeah he's <laughs> Mary J. come on bring that realness back <laughs> awesome so how big is like 90s uh, to me that's like almost like strong 90s R&B but how did yeah. that influence you I mean it's all I listened to growing up yeah. and I'm one of those people where like I didn't get into current music until like right now like you could ask me what was going on the radio maybe like last year I had no idea I'm so stuck in like 2000s and beforehand yeah so um that's pretty much what it is and I was lucky very lucky to find a producer that that was his thing was like flipping old school R&B so we just like synced up and just but started pumping out stuff, and we created my sound from that. Yeah. Am I, I was introduced to you when we premiered the Marky Bassey song that you yeah, were on. Lock and it that, up. And that also, yeah. That it's also, an Erykah Badu sample. Exactly. That yeah. also samples Erykah Badu. So do you kind of stay within a crew that also are influenced by 90s R&B like you are? Yeah. I mean, me and my producer linked up by total accident. Like, I was working with somebody else at the same studio that he worked at. And he gave me a, he gave the guy a beat for me, and I had no idea it was his beat. But by the time I left, I was like, "Yo, this is my favorite song I've ever made." Mm-hmm. And then the guy's like, "You know that guy made it," and I'm like, "Whoa, okay, <laughs> let me talk to you." Yeah. And um, we linked up, and 
he just started sending me stuff, and the other day was the first time we ever made a record in the same room. Yeah. Until then, we just back and forth because he's in New York and I'm in Cali. But he's I want him to do everything for me in the future. He's amazing. Yeah. So, what about your influence, BJ? Kind of. I know you came from church, so a lot of that is also hurting your music. But what about like '90s R&B or the R&B you listen to? Yeah, it's, it's crazy. I had to balance though. Um, I had church on Sundays, and I was on the block from Monday through Saturday. So like. Like like the D boy on my block dropped me off to school the first time I ever I remember the first time I actually ever heard Money Cash Hoes. I was getting dropped off to school, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like I had to balance no matter um just living my life I had to balance. My dad played me the Marvin Gaze and all that and hanging out with my homies, we heard the Skyface, the the um Money and the Power. Like people don't even know about that kind of like hip hop. So I actually had like the rawest of that and then I I smoke herbs to Willie Hutch and Marvin Gaye and Sam Cooke and all that. So it's like um, um, if I come to the studio today and you sample a Marvin Gaye record, I probably live two lives on it, like the life, I, the, the actual life of the record. Mm-hmm. And the me, like being young, understanding how samples are flipped and um, just how music is uh, regenerated these days. I live two lifestyles and two lives in that one song. That's how I feel like I have an advantage in, you know, uh, certain soul for records that just come my way, you know. So it's, it's, I try to use it to my advantage and really take advantage of the advantage, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I feel like a commonality between you guys is that you're both, uh, there's a lot of soul in your music. And I think you take a look at contemporary R&B and you see that there isn't really a lot of soul. It's kind of influenced by what what's really hot in the club and kind of like the 808 sound. Yeah. So um, I'm curious as to what kind of difficulties you guys have faced in trying to connect with audiences using that soul sounds, if you guys have it all. Mm. I mean, it, I can speak for myself. It's... It's a battle, um, fighting for something that's not as popular as um, it was when you fell in love with it. But mm-hmm. um, the coolest shit ain't the most popular shit in the world. So um, when everybody's not on your ship, you're probably doing the right thing. You're probably, you know, having the best experience than everybody out there, you know what I'm saying, on the water. So um, I'm with, I'm, I'm, I'm satisfied sometimes not being the most popular person in the world because I still have the best life in the world. I wouldn't trade this for nothing, man. The experience I get, the knowledge I get, um... I've seen enough to let me know that I'm doing the right thing. If that's what about you? the best way for me. Um, of course, it's 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 naturally going to be something that's hard because I'm 19 years old, you know, so my generation just wants to turn up. And when I first started making music, we were getting the, oh, we can't slap this. I can't slap this with my boys in the car. <laughs> I can't listen to this in front of, my mom can listen to this, but I can't listen to this. I'm like, yo, if your mom like it, I'm, I'm down. <laughs> you feel me? So just what I learned to do was kind of like, realize where where my age group is at right now and they're kind of in this turn point where they're actually opening up more to really different things and opening up more to things that are more real and and more authentic rather than just turn up because I think turn up is actually digressing you know so um I just think if if you do you and you're enjoying what you're doing and you're loving what you're doing like he was saying it sh- it shouldn't it doesn't matter you know real is always going to last what's authentic is always going to last it doesn't matter what's going on so I feel like nowadays the weirder the better. Yeah. The, In a sense, yeah. yeah, for sure. You guys are also very, very um, strong on repping where you're from. In your music, yeah. it's not even like what you say, but also the producers, especially like the producers that you use, make sure that they're all like based in the place that you came mm. from. 
do you guys, is that now, has it become a conscious thing now? Because it feels like now it's just a natural thing, especially for you, BJ, to just incorporate that. Um, yes and no. I'm BJ, the Chicago kid, so that defines my city. That defines where yeah. I'm from. Um, I can let that be it, and I can't let that be it. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's it's a lot of talented producers that actually match my vibe from home, and that's who I work with. Mm -hmm. Um that's kind of where I'm at, man. Like, if you're not helping me grow or you're not helping me, like, you know, rock rock where I'm at, it's not really my kind of thing right now. I'm just, I'm in a steadfast mindset right now. Yeah. Um, I'm just in a place where I only want to be with people that are growing or that are trying to grow. Mm -hmm. Anybody under that, I can't really rock with. Um, this industry and what we're fighting for and the things that we um, put up with, I feel like um, it's so crazy and there's so many ups and downs, like, within seconds. Like, you have to stay around people that can consistently feed you. Because this could be my day of giving up. And she could be like, BJ, you tripping. Like, look, listen to this shit. Mm -hmm. And I'm inspired all over again. Like, I'm never there. Yeah. So you have to be around people that can consistently feed you. If not, like, you never know what this is really going to bring to you. This is this is the day of the unbelievable, man. Well, so, you um, also kind of run deep with uh, TDE. Like, you've, and you've been with like working with them for a minute. So do you kind of stick around with them also because of that? Because they kind of inspire um, yeah, you when you inspire um, them? Man, iron sharp is iron, steel sharp and steel. I feel like um, I, the understanding we have just in life alone, we've had long before the past three, four years of um, the success. Um, and, you know, much, much, much respect to the success that has come their way. But I feel like um, the understanding we've had has been long before that. That's why it's so easy for us to do it now that mm -hmm. the world is watching. Um, but it's, it's, you know. I'm I'm very proud of those guys. I'm sure they're proud of what we what we're doing together and the things that's about to happen. So, uh, I like to say, stay tuned on that side of things. But yeah, I was gonna yeah. ask, have you ever considered being a part of TDE? If there were chains, I'm sure I would have a chain. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like this was like the <laughs> '90s, early 2000s. Like yeah, if like there was a Rockefeller chain, I would have one. But I mean, you know, it's family is family. You know, I don't I never needed to um like real family never needs. Like this, my cousin doesn't call me from the barbershop and say, Man, they don't believe you, my cousin. He never does that. He doesn't need validation from somebody else that right. hasn't been around. Yeah, like the real know the real, and that's what it is. But I was thinking of you when, because um, I know Kendrick's album this time around is, from what I hear, it's a little bit more soulful, has a little bit more like RB mm -hmm. flavor to it. Are you trying to work with him on that? Because that seems um, like a natural fit. I've worked on Kendrick's last two albums, just being um, an artist and understanding what it, what it is to be disciplined in creating an album. Sometimes the best work that you actually like doesn't fit the actual, you know, yeah. you, when you're disciplined to an actual project and a sound and an actual vision, you have to stay disciplined to that. And one of your favorite songs could not make the cut. Right. So, um, I mean, over the past album that he's done and the one he's uh, recording now, we've, we've probably done an album yeah. material yeah and that but you know it happens man that's how his pain came about and other songs we have just because um we keep working and we don't worry about what's coming yeah. so when whatever's coming is, is ready for us more or less than us being ready for it yeah uh kalani i i i mean i guess uh your association with nick cannon has probably um been really influential on you too because he's such a businessman and such a mm. um I mean, I want to be around musician. someone like Nick Cannon as far as he's, like, yeah, he's super, he's like, he's super like, ambitious oh, and super successful. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, what kind of stuff are you learning from from him and working with him and seeing how he kind of maneuvers in the game? Um, well, Nick Nick didn't approach me as a businessman. Nick approached me as a positive, like male figure in my life as a young woman who doesn't have one. You know, so he when he picked me up, it wasn't even 
damn near music related. It was, yo, you're a young girl who needs somewhere to be safe and be focused, so I'm going to put you in a place where you can be safe and be focused and help you grow. You know, um, he, I consider him more of my uncle than and my mentor than this is my executive manager or this is my whatever, you know, because we don't even rock on a paperwork basis. We've been family for two years now, and it's never, I haven't had to touch anything, you know, just because we got each other like that. You know, so being around him, um, he tries to put me in as many situations where I can learn as possible, whether that's come sit in this meeting or let me talk to you about what I just did or let me let you know certain things are that are not supposed to happen and that should happen and how to handle certain things. So he's a blessing. You know, it's just it's a lot of a lot of learning. So, yeah, for you when you were in the so I, I want to understand pop life, it feels or was the group name that you guys were on America? Pop life. Yeah. yeah. So they bring in different artists from time to time? How did the group work? Um, well, what it was, in the beginning, it was just our band. And yeah. I was in the eighth grade. And we it was a cover band, and we rocked out for like three years. Mm-hmm. No, I never recorded my own music. It was just performance, 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 performance for, for like three to four years. Yeah. So when the band split up, it was like a kind of a bad situation. So on the manager's part, it was more like, well, it don't matter who's in this band. It's still going to be a band regardless. So, you know, whoever, it, I think, I'm pretty sure that the band changes like every couple months now just because of how fugazi the situation is. But luckily, everybody who was in the original pop life has moved on yeah. to something way better and a much more positive situation. So I actually have no idea what's going on with anything pop life so when related you were out, now. you were like, please, really <laughs> um so how was well what did you take away from that though was it more like discipline that you took from the band or the show the band um the band taught me everything i know before that i was a dancer you know i never i didn't i didn't i wasn't trying to do music when Mm -hmm. i was in the eighth grade i I hardcore danced my whole life you know i wanted to go to juilliard for ballet yeah so when I got a knee injury and it was like, well, I can sing too. So let me just dive into that. Yeah. It was, and, and maybe two weeks into me joining the choir at school, I get the, you know, hey, will you, you trying to come audition for this band that we're trying to start? I'm like, what? I just really started singing like two weeks ago. Like, <laughs> really? But okay, let's do it. And then we did it. And it taught me everything from being on stage to, it's a group of 16-year-olds, well, going from 13 to 16 years old, walking around being put into adult clubs at 13, go on stage at 2 in the morning and go perform. It doesn't matter who's smoking weed right there, who drunk as hell, go perform right now. We're 14, you know. It was just, it was, it was us in a very, very adult world. Mm-hmm. So everything, I consider everything I know right now about music industry I got from that band, even the negative things that mm-hmm. went on in the band and how it ended and the reason it ended taught me what not to do in business now and signs to look out for and things like that. And um, I'm very grateful for everything that happened with the band, positive and negative, because it all taught me something. So Yeah. I can't imagine being at a club at 2 a.m. performing. Yo, I had a 14 de- years I, old. I did had an anxiety attack that. and then performed. I, I don't know how you... How I long wish I had the balls at 14 to perform, yo. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, I'm going to tell you. The first time I sang publicly, like, outside of church was at my eighth grade graduation, and I sang the same part over and over again. Oh. I was so nervous. <laughs> like, it was like the record kept scratching, yo. And when I got off, my homie was like, you sound good, but dude, you kept singing the same shit all <laughs> That is hilarious. So to, just to even see you had the balls like that, even in that whole, that whole other atmosphere is insane, yo. Oh, it was so scary, it. but it was like, it, you know what, it was... 
it came a point where our manager was really about tough love. So he was like, yo, you want to be in this industry? This is what this industry looks like. These niggas are professional performers. You're going to have to do this regardless of what age you are. Mm-hmm. You signed up for this. You want to do this. You got to do this now. So we did it. I just remember calling my auntie afterwards like, man, it was grown-ups drunk, and they was <laughs> oh smoking weed and blowing it in my face. And back then I was a lot more unexperienced with the world and a lot more uh, square yeah, than right. I am now, obviously. <laughs> you're like 14, of But, hey, when I hit 16, I became 21, I promise you. So Aww. it was just uh, at 14, it was like I think 15 turning 16 was like the big biggest craziest switch so 14 i was terrified but by the time i was 16 i had the hang of it so it was good so did you start working on solo stuff at like when did you start working on solo stuff last year so when you were 18 uh 17 turning okay. 18 and you put out a single and then did you go straight into cloud 19 i know you did um, like covers and kind of like loose tracks yeah i mean the thing is i was actually stuck in a crazy contract situation um that was telling me that i couldn't do anything musically until I turned 18. But what actually was the case was that contract said nothing of the sort. But when you have a family that doesn't know anything about the music industry Mm -hmm. and they're completely terrified about being sued because they have nothing, We're about to be like, hell no! You better not sing a damn line. <laughs> we right, we can't afford to get sued, and we don't know we can, we don't know if they're telling the truth because we can't find it. We can't afford a lawyer to yeah. let us know, you know. So it was this period in time when I couldn't do anything musically related, like nothing. I was scared to step into the studio because someone was gonna have my vocals from somewhere. You know, so after that, when I found out, because I was lucky enough to go, hey, you know, maybe somebody I can find legally will sit down and let me know what I like if this is real or not. Found out it wasn't. Dived right in. Made my first single. Put it out, and Nick Cannon hit me up after that. So yeah, was that because of the? Was that in connection to the band? Um, the single? Uh, no, as far as like not being able to record. Yeah, it was the contract I was in with the band, and um. So you went years not thinking that you couldn't do any. No, I went. I went about a good, like, nine months. Okay. And I just went, I was like, you know what, maybe this is time for me to just go to high school and be a kid and, like, experience kid stuff. Because I had missed out on my whole, like, school life due to music. But it was something, I don't want to be in school. I'm, I'm in L.A., on stage with Jamie Foxx, you feel me? I'm on stage with Stevie Wonder at the Conga Lounge, you mm-hmm. feel me? Like, I'm not tripping. It was mm-hmm. times we had to go do that, get on the road, drive six hours back to the Bay and go right into class. Yeah. You know, so I was like, maybe, you know, I can, I can go to prom and I can, like, make friends in high school and I can get my credits up because I didn't go to school <laughs> ever because of music. You know, so that I think that time period was needed also just to grow as a person to be able to make the music I'm making now. I needed that nine-month period of, like, being frustrated and being angry and being confused and having to learn different ways to express that that wasn't music. Yeah. So it it definitely helped more than it hurt me. What what track did Nick Cannon hear? Is it the Raw and True track? Um, Anti Summer Love was my first record that I ever put out. Yeah. And he heard that. He actually he actually picked me up before that. We he tried to put me in a rap group that just wasn't my thing because I'm not a rapper, mm-hmm. you know. So I went back to Oakland respectfully and was like, you know, let me try to do my own thing yeah. now. Put out the song, and then he was like, yo, I get the vision now. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> I get what we're trying to do. I, I rock with it. I fuck with it. Let's do it. That's so good. he brought me back out, and then here we are. That is one hell of a story. I'm right. so stuck at the 14 years <laughs> yo, old. I'm sitting here intrigued. I'm watching it like, I want to ask this question. So how was it when you grew up? <laughs> <laughs> BJ, go ahead. <laughs> I've lived a couple of lifetimes in this music thing, and I'm still a new artist myself. Yeah, I feel and you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and what's crazy is I all the time I look at the people that I admire, and I'm like, damn, they've done so much. And I look at myself, I ain't done shit compared to 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com to that but when people look at my life they're like oh you done a little bit yeah. it's like shit but do you know who i'm looking at <laughs> i ain't did nothing and got so far to go it depends oh my on god what, what view you're looking from yeah 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 and 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 absolutely i just want to give them greatness period period yeah. period period um music is a, a big part of my life but i'm really into movies honestly mm-hmm. um I could be an act. I could be an actor, but I'm more into writing movies. I feel like I write movies mm. in three and a half minutes, four minutes, two and a half minute songs every fucking day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But the visuals I see, that's what changed the game. Like me understanding what detail is, me understanding um, the small things that separate the real from the rest. Do you see yourself kind of doing that a little bit more? Yeah. Um, I, I directed my film? first video. Um, that's coming out on on the newest project that um. On um, I'm kind of, I kind of co-directed the stuff that um we kind of put out through BJTCK.com, Can't mm-hmm. Hold My Liquor, and Real Love Never Die, and Perfect. I kind of like fifty percent of those ideas or more is my yeah yeah it's it's my fingerprint. Um, I'm just more into uh, people knowing that they need to know that we actually are far more hands-on than just musically. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because um, I just realized what you give them is what they what they have and what they see, and that's what they say. Mm-hmm. So if you give them more, they have more to say, they have more to rep, and they actually become fans for life, man. I want them buying, if it's a telephone with my name, I want them buying the phone and probably never use it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I just, I, I, I'm selling a real lifestyle of just straight, genuine, quality shit. You know what I'm saying? It's not about quantity. It's simply quality, man. Mm-hmm. I went two and a half plus without releasing new material after Pineapple. And yeah. Pineapple debuted number one, knocking Chris Brown off, off of number one at, at iTunes and released that from my bedroom. Mm-hmm. That was from my bedroom. That was no office. There was no Motown or nothing. So it's like I said, we've seen enough to know, like, yo, that we doing the right thing. We just got to continue to steer this wheel in the right way and continue yeah. to drive this vehicle. But I've seen enough to know, and I've seen enough to know and to be uh, comfortable being the only one believing some days. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. Um, it's this is where I am, man. I, it's 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 a lot going on, but it's a lot going on over here too. So what's going on with with this album that you're working on now? Like you seem to have had a lot happen between the last album and now. So what are you trying yeah. to incorporate from that into this album? Um, Pineapple was more of a soulful project. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very well put together. Um, this next project is pretty much. Um, we linked incredible songs together to pretty much form this project. Um, I've been working on the EP, a LP, and a free album at the same time. So um, within two and a half years, <laughs> you can't see, but yeah, she's snapping her fingers yes. over there. <laughs> um, in the midst of that, we we kind of um, we got everything accomplished. The 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 free album will be coming out first. Mm-hmm. The EP will come out second, and the LP will come out next year. 
So um, why did you decide to do all of that at one time? Because um, or did you have some stuff as you like within? Honestly, I didn't want to be caught up in the pineapple sound. Mm. Everybody knows that my music is very soulful, and I can do that. But I'm exposed to so much, yeah. and I can do so much. I, I'm not. I'm not saying try so much. I can really do so much, like I can do so music. But like I said before, the only way you can know is if I show you the right way. So um, me understanding that um, listeners and, and supporters, they have a. It's a different kind of um, intake when it comes to music. So I want to give it to them in a way they can actually. Um, hold on to the music as long as they possibly can. Yeah. All of us have playlists in this room that um, it's songs in that we possibly forgot about, but there was some cold ass songs on there. Mm-hmm. This 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 day and age, um, the disposal of songs is is the timeline is a lot shorter than before. Yeah. So I'm me being a victim of that even, and me being a doer of that even with my you know what I'm a fan of, I'm fine. I'm using that to kind of do the homework of finding out the medium of feeding it to them in a way that they understand this is something that you really have for a lifetime, not just for a summer, not just for a season, not just for the next couple of years. There's something you can actually put on the shelf, and you'd be mad you put it on the shelf when you grab it again you know yeah. what I mean uh, it, it's t- making timeless music simply that making timeless music so how are you kind of differentiating each one like are you trying to place a theme so that um, you know this well is this is a this is an easy way to, to kind of explain it. of course I'm at Motown um the free album is carelessly like I'm, 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 everything I, everything I pretty much put together on the free album. We're not caring about sample clearances. We're not caring about mm-hmm. any of that. We're pretty much doing what we feel creatively and putting that out. Mm-hmm. Um, that's simply on my own part. Motown has no right. fingerprint, nowhere close to that. Um, the the EP. I feel like the EP is a sound that because pineapple was a soulful sound. Mm-hmm. The EP is a sound that pretty much grabs a much more much more younger crowd. The turned up crowd, pretty much, <laughs> and um, it puts everybody in a room to pay attention to the uh to the uh, LP. Okay. So it pretty much grabs this pineapple crowd, the free album grabs this other crowd, and this EP grabs this other crowd to pay attention to everybody being in this one room for the big atom bomb, which is the LP. The LP is pretty much the soul story of my life and slash the soundtrack of um. A lot of um, drug dealers of the streets. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I hate, just, hate to make it sound like that. But the way I, maybe I can explain that for two seconds. Um, I grew up around a lot of people that were just like, just like the urban community, just like stuck in a trap, right? Mm-hmm. So um, Monday through Friday, this guy's on the block, but he has a kid. His kid has a mother and she has needs. Mm-hmm. Whether it's the needs for the child, whether it's personal needs or whatever the case may be. This guy falls in love. This guy um, got to watch his back from the police. He got to watch his back from people trying to kill him. Like just the the whole aspect of the urban community of somebody that's actually a good individual, but he's trying to make the best of just a total fucked up situation. Yeah, David Ali's right here is nodding his head. Yes. That's the, that's the soundtrack. <laughs> that's the soundtrack of... Of the LP, we know who's buying the album pre-order. So, right there. Oh, <laughs> hello. Yeah, like, like, like. I'll just give you an example. One person um, at a time, right? Um, what's the name? It's a song on there called "Each Day I Cry," right? It's on the LP. It's a song called "Each Day I Cry." Um, the song I'm not singing till the end of the song, right? It's two verses, like a song is structured. Mm-hmm. It's a chorus, it's a hook, mm-hmm. and it's a vamp. I don't sing to the vamp because I really want people to understand what I'm talking about on the song. 
So I didn't plan to not sing on the song. I literally walked in the booth, told him to cut the record on, and what came out came out. It was a previous situation I had with an ex-girlfriend of mine. She was pregnant with my child. She lost the baby, to make a long story short. But that's what I talked about on Each Day I Cry. Mm -hmm. Because I got the news that she would not be able to have that baby on the plane on my first day heading on the tour. So imagine getting in the, getting on a plane, you click your seatbelt, and they're like, sir, you need to get off your phone. And she's like, I'm at the hospital. And they tell me, that's, she's telling me that in this instant. Right. I had to deal with that. Yeah. So for me to have to leave town and she have to deal with this whole thing by herself and I actually could not get back because I still had to pay for the whole everything mm -hmm. because we didn't have yeah from the hood we didn't have insurance like that right. so and it means all of that I pretty much still had to swallow that situation and she felt like I didn't um, take it like she took it and things like that because she wasn't physically able to see me deal with it right but she didn't know like Father's Day was three days after that and that she's supposed to have my child I'm crying my eyes out in soundcheck I'm on tour with Anthony Hamilton nobody know Anthony didn't know that um she lost the baby at that time mm -hmm. they just see me walking out of soundcheck I'm cool I ain't like I had to put the towel over my head and just calmly walk out but when I had my own five seconds I had to get it out yeah. Because it was real. Like, like people don't know that type of stuff affects you. So what other way to uh, deliver that stuff than in your music? So I feel like songs like that is what really what really connect to somebody else. Because somebody else experienced that same thing, but because everybody talk about the same thing, nobody has a voice to speak for that particular situation. There's another song called Stuck in July. This guy's pretty much telling this girl, no matter what time it is outside, with you, I'm stuck in July. With you, is fireworks all the time. I, through our arguments and all of that, I understand what it really is, mm -hmm. and that's what I'm sticking with. But the video concept, this guy's going to see her in jail. She's locked up. So how you feel like seeing a thorough guy with, and you can tell he's thorough from what he's wearing, how he's walking, the way he hop out of you. Like this is a, this is a, this is a cool guy. And you mm -hmm. see him actually supporting her through her ordeal. You never know what may, mm -hmm. you know, her be behind bars. But the fact that uh, this guy is having somebody uh, speak for his voice from his point of view, I feel like that's just, that's what BJ Chicago represents, the opposite side. I am the balance of this shit. You know what I'm saying? And these tracks are on the album? Um, Each Day I Cry is on the album. Stuck in July will be on the, uh, the EP. So when are these uh, coming out? Now that you've talked about these songs, and I want to hear them. Right um, now. man. Right um, now. okay. Right <laughs> I give, okay, so let me give you a small, <laughs> quick example of a song that's coming out on the project that's coming out next week. Okay. All right. So, um, real love never died. We already released it on BJTCK.com, but I wrote that about. Um, I just believe real love never dies. Like, when you really love someone, I don't give a fuck who you be with. It's still some type of love for that person. Mm -hmm. You could possibly not even want to tell your mate. You probably take that to your grave. You're but making me sad. Listen, <laughs> I'm me too. I'm going real through right now. Yeah, everybody's mad emo. You have yo, to I'm be trying careful. to tell y'all. <laughs> love <laughs> never <laughs> dies, yo. Real love never dies, and I believe in that. Both of y'all, I'm like in the middle. So I took, um, I took, uh, I took King Heroin, the the instrumental from James Brown, and that's what I pretty much did. So that was one of the first times I ever recorded myself fully on Logic. So uh, I engineered that, mm -hmm. that that track. And um, Real Love Never Dies comes out on the Mafia Project. The Mafia stands for Music Ain't For Everybody. Um, that's my crew. We've been repping for mm -hmm. years. But this is the first time that I actually felt like um, I could actually use this name and like utilize it in a way for the world to really understand in a free project. Because so, you have this platform. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and yeah. too, it's free. Like um, Sometimes, you know, charging people just give them an excuse not to get it. Or not to get it on time. Is this for the EP or for the... For the, the free, album, free the album. The free, yes, for the free album. We're going to be releasing next week. So it's going to be on and popping, man.
What about the other project? I want to about the other project. So, so you got look, look, So you got so you got the free album again. <laughs> okay. You got the free album. Uh huh. You got the EP. And you got the LP. So are the EP and LP coming out this year? Next year. Next I'm gonna give you out a free album. We're gonna work this free album uh, pretty much for the rest of the year. Okay. Um, I released the Christmas album that um, last year that mm-hmm. I did. I pretty much I'm probably gonna do a residency in LA. I'm thinking about doing that for for a couple weeks. During the Christmas holiday, just to have a little fun and just yeah. maybe perform no Christmas album. It was like six or seven songs, but um, just a lot of fun things that we can do because we never stop working. You know. Yeah. Is your next album gonna cr- make me cry also, or? Um, did the first <laughs> one make you cry? It ma- <laughs> no, it, ma- it was emo, but it made me happy. It was like, See, yeah. I the thing is, right now, I feel like my generation is like really obsessed with fake depression. Like everybody's just, they love to be sad and they love exploiting it. And, and I'm the type of person I really believe if you're honestly that sad, you're not walking around yelling about it. You know, Everybody who's really going through it is going through it, and they're in it. You're, they're in yeah. going through it. Yeah, you know, yeah, they're you not can't. like, "Hey, Twitter, hey, Instagram, I'm I I had a horrible day. My life is shitty. I'm hella sad. I'm emotional." You know, <laughs> so I tried to make a project that was very light and happy and warm, and and had had a glow to it. You know, and I think I accomplished that because every song on there is is light. You know, I didn't, I did, I tried to stay away from any crazy ballads. I tried to stay away from talking too much about the negative things that happened in my life because I'm saving that for my album. Mm-hmm. This was just an introduction to. This is my first project. It was my first mm-hmm. mixtape as a solo artist. People didn't know what to expect from me, but I'm like, you, you guys, I'm just gonna give you a collection of really good R&B songs that make you feel good and that you can take back to school with you. Yeah. You know, because I put it out the end of summer. I was like, I want them to go into in, into school rocking. You know, so I'm, I want to drop another mixtape and then an album. And um, I think my next mixtape is going to be a lot more, it's going to be less structured. You know, less uh, typical R&B. I want it to be more just, just feels and get a bunch of other sounds in there. I want to bring in a lot more people. I want maybe five to six people to touch one track, you know, mm-hmm. just to add different things, to add different layers and and whatnot yeah you know i want to do a bunch of stuff and i think because i'm also a writer and i've gotten really serious with writing the past maybe like five months you know i've i've touched every type of music and i've learned to how to write and to put my my style into every type of every genre of music so the next one's just going to be more about about feel and kind of kind of getting to know me a little bit more Mm -hmm. then the album is going to be a real introduction to you're going to know how i grew up and and things that I went through that aren't just having to do with love, because Cloud Nineteen is is eight love songs. Right. Yeah. You know, it's love songs. I mean, and and even the songs before that was love songs. I I'm, I I make love songs. <laughs> you know, but I ju- I'm just realizing that that's not the only thing that's ever went on in my life. You know, I, you don't start falling in love till what, maybe late teenagers. You know, real well, to be able to. Well, you get bit by that bug. When mm-hmm. you get bit, that's what it is. Right. I mean, bug, you. I mean, so and then I have. Everything from before the age of 12 to talk about, you know, that I haven't even touched, that people don't even know about except for when I do deep interviews, right. you know. So my next album probably might make you cry, <laughs> you know, just a little bit. I got some ballads set to the side for that, some some touching things that when certain people hear them are about to be like, uh, okay, yeah, like family members, like, uh, you talked about it. Is we bringing it out to the world now? I think it's time, you know, it's time for people to get a little bit more insight on who I am, especially because I don't look anything like what I sound like. So 
people are often confused. You know, like you 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 look really rough, and you're from Oakland, and like you always talk about you on Twitter, like you did this, and you did this, and my music video is my first music video, Kelani and Clyde, is based on my parents. You know, and it's a it's a love story about a, a man and a woman. They rob a house. The man gets shot in the robbery, and the woman goes to jail. You know, so I have I have many things to talk about from the aspect of where I'm from because I haven't touched on it. You know, I'm from the Bay, but it's because I've kept the Bay sound, but I haven't talked specifically about the Bay or what I've done there. You know, so my next projects will just be getting to know me. So when when am I going to cry? When are you going to put out? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, uh. I wanted to do a Christmas project because I feel like that's everybody's, like, every R&B singer's, like, soft spot is Christmas yeah. music because it's, <laughs> like, good-ass music. Or just doing it your way. Like, I made, like, R&B Christmas songs. Oh, like, yeah. I, told the girl, I was going to have fun. The only thing I want for Christmas is you. Like, I, I had fun with it. <laughs> I made it young. You, baby. And then I gave him some classic stuff, you know. But, yeah, it's, it, it's, it is every, every, every singer's It's like our Christmas. soft spot, yeah. yeah it's, especially to create your own kind of Christmas mm -hmm. music, you know. So you wanna so you wanna try to do Christmas? I wanted project. to, but I felt like Cloud Nineteen isn't done doing what it's had to do yet. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like the fact that every time I get on a social network or every time I meet somebody, they just heard about it and they're like, "Yo, I can't even believe I was asleep," yeah. and you only dropped this a month ago. Like the fact that every day it's new people that are like, "Yo, this is crazy. I'm hopping on it. Let me put somebody else on it." Y'all yeah. keep rocking with that. You know, keep keep enjoying it. Keep loving it. There's people that tell me that they've listened to it every single morning when they wake up since it dropped mm -hmm. you know so I just want to let it grow a little bit more and then hopefully I think I, I, I would be my idea to have another mixtape out by February mm -hmm. around Valentine's Day you know y'all kill me you're gonna kill me. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know I'm a softie I look rough I look rough but I'm, I'm a softie it's funny that you say that you pe people see you and they think that you you know they're so confused the reactions I, to be honest hilarious. that was my reaction too I haven't <laughs> seen you before but I've listened to your music and like you just took your sweater off you're covered in tattoos and like you got a Lauren Hill, Hill tattoo <laughs> which like I want one of those <laughs> everybody <laughs> should get one now, you know how many friends I make off this tattoo <laughs> they're like yo you must be the truth you gotta be the truth let's be friends I'm like alright Lauren Hill's right. the truth everybody I mean you could tell a good person by whether or not they like Lauren Hill so. right if you don't like Lauren Hill I dang near can't fucks with you yeah. like Honestly though, I, I I love I love um I love your gangster man. Thank you. I I just met you today, but just um, oh, hearing you talk is we're real. Friends. <laughs> <laughs> when this collaboration happens, right here, right here. I respect the gangster for real because um, honestly, um, the only way um, and this has nothing to do with your age, but the only way some anyone is mature to some degree is being around people that are like two, three times, four times more mature. So I, I respect it, like, beyond... Because this industry, it calls for that. Otherwise, this shit can, like, bang you up. Mm -hmm. This shit can, like, send you home bruised, black eye, bloody, all of that. And, and some days, it's naturally going to be that. Mm -hmm. But not being ready for it could give you, like, ten times more of the bruises, ten times more bloodshed and all of that. So I, I totally respect your gangster, man. I'm, Thank you. You definitely, you definitely got me, man. Uh, much yeah. appreciated. Yeah. Yay, turn up because I've been a fan. Oh, there goes Steve. That means um, I got it good. No, I guess it's a good time to, to yeah, that up. Yeah, that's a good, good spot. Good spot. So yeah. I appreciate you guys coming through. Yeah, thanks for coming. Thank you for having us. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.